Okay, so when you first start learning the Mishnah, you're going to just see the statements. But remember, whenever you see a statement, you always want to ask yourself, uh, what does it say? And also, if you can do it, what does it connect to? Okay? Also, it's something else that you have to be aware of. <clears throat> and this is a very important idea. I've already mentioned as one of the requirements for Mishnah, the concept of... <clears throat> the concept of... <clears throat> Preliminary information. When Rebbe wrote the Mishnah, he ins- he wrote whatever halachas, but a lot of them are not basic. They're more advanced. They let's call them intermediate, not advanced. Okay, but even something intermediate needs a needs a, some type of introduction, some background. Okay, so you always have to be aware of that as you begin the study of Mishnah you're going to take a look at the statement, let's say the halacha, and you're going to try to ask yourself, you know, what is exactly, what does it say? What does it imply? And so on. <clears throat> then, you're going to ask yourself, well, is there some type of a background information that is, this assumes that I know? You know, and what is that? Because in order to achieve clarity, you need to know, what does this halacha assume? You see, a lot of people skip that. Is the general mehal how to extract? Ooh. Is the general mehal how to extract it? Because it's, it's not always easy. Well, we'll take a look. We'll, we'll, we'll do Shabbos. We'll do the mm-hmm. first Mishnah. Yeah, we'll take a look, <coughs> you know. So, out of those six ideas, how many ideas did I give you for the Mishnah checklist? There's a central idea, it's the area, the number of statements, what are the statements, right? The preliminary information and the memory aid. Those are the six ideas, Correct? Correct. That's the Mishnah checklist. Okay. But different points you're going to get at different <coughs> times. You know. Forget the central idea initially. You're going to first formulate that after you finish the Mishnah. Because then you see you've gone through the Mishnah. But what do you do as you go through the Mishnah? You know what I'm saying? Well, you're always doing two things. You're trying to get a handle on what it says. Okay, so you look at the halacha, so you ask yourself <coughs> exactly what is the case being described? What is its conduct? You know, what is exactly the case and conduct? Many times the mission will not tell you the principle. Remember the halacha checklist? Because that's yes. what you're doing, right? Many times the mission will not tell you a principle at all. All the essential conditions, but I wouldn't worry about that. The first thing you have to do is respect the text. A lot of people don't respect the text. Now, that sounds like a very funny way of saying it, you know. But they don't realize that the text really says what it wants to say. And therefore, you have to be medayic the Russian. It doesn't mean you have to be medayic, you know, I have a Russian as a word, you go crazy trying to figure out what is the extra word. You know, you're not up to that yet, you know. But the text is all important. You need to look at what does it say. Don't read into what you think it says. What does it say? You see. Now, when you look at the halacha itself, or one statement, the first thing you want to know, what does it say? Then you're going to ask yourself, once you figure out what it says, uh, you're going to ask yourself, <clears throat> well, what does it assume? 
what are some of the assumptions that this halacha <coughs> has? That's the preliminary information. The Mishnah has certain assumptions that you know. And the problem is most people do not know it. Or they don't clarify it. And that we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. The first mission is a classic example. And Rebbe did not bother giving you the, the uh, assumptions or what does the Mishnah assume. So you need to know that. Or else you never really know the halacha clearly at all. And then it's always vague and confusing. Uh, so, uh, so this is very important. You want to call it the preliminary information, or you call it the preliminary, the, the assumptions, the halachic assumptions, you know, it's the background information, you know. And uh, that's what you're going to try to know as you learn the halacha. Then as you learn each halacha, you're going to go back over it again and try to figure out what the central idea is. You know, and then you get a much, once you understand the central idea, then each halacha will <coughs> be more clear. Because it'll have a place, you see, the area of the central idea and so on. It's hard to say that there's a sequence. You just have to know what to do. After a while, you have to know what to do intuitively, automatic, so to speak, you know. Anyway, so these are important ideas, okay? So, you start your Tzir Shabbos. Go ahead. Tzir Shabbos, Shtayim Shein Erba. There are two forms of Haitzah on Shabbos, the specific Haitzah that we've been talking about, <coughs> that end up tur- turning into four forms of Haitzah that are Aser. And this is all Bifnim, from the perspective of the one standing inside Rishus Hayachim, the private property. Bishtayim Shein Arba Bechutz, and another two that are really four, two that be, that become four from the perspective of the one standing outside the um, in the public domain and we said that this is really redundant because um, they're really both the same Gisurim <coughs> from two different perspectives okay what do we think what do we do now you don't even have to go further now look at the examples what do we begin to think? There's, there's something that has to bother us. Well, what in the world is going on? No, that's too general. <laughs> What's the what background information like, that, 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 that Rebbe's referring to? Not even that. Shabbos, Malocha, Yisur Malocha. No? Those are assumptions, right? Right, right. Yeah. But in, what's the immediate <coughs> thing we have to figure out what, is, what, what the Mishnah says? What's the first thing that hits you? T.S. Shabbos? What what hits you in there? What about what is Haitzah? What is Haitzah? Oh, that's the first thing you have to ask, you know. I mean, what's the case, basically? Well, the case is Haitzah. What is Haitzah? Exactly. That's the first thing you have to ask. You see, everybody just jumps into it and they assume, well, you know, it's a big deal. You know, they say, well, it's carrying. But yeah, the first thing is, what is Haitzah? You know, and what do we begin to think? Well, Haitzah means what? Carrying. Well, carrying, right? So you begin, okay, what's the action of carrying? What do you do when you carry? Or, and, and then you're going to ask yourself, <clears throat> what's the forbidden key point of carrying? That the terrorist says no. 
So we need to understand what is Ritzor. Forget about how many forms there are. That's just an enlargement of the concept. But what is Ritzor? You know what I'm saying? I remember what you said about it seven years ago, so I can't say. <laughs> well, what did I say seven years ago? I don't remember. I can say because, should I say? The key point, no, I'll say later because you're going to write Okay, it what is Ritzor? Ritzor has three parts the picking up of the object, the transfer of Rishos, and the placing down. <clears throat> okay, fine. So we have what? We seem to have three different elements to it's all, as you say. To pick it up, to transfer, or to transport, and to put it down. Okay. So, what is it's all? You mean to say it in one instead of three? That's what you mean? Yeah, what is it's all? Yeah. I mean, you, what, what you've talked about right now is the conditions that you need a, a pickup, which is called an Akira. You need a put down, which is called Hanocha. You know what I'm saying? And you need what's called a Hotzor or a Yetzia, whatever, you know? But forget about the Akira and Hanocha, the pickup and the put down for a minute. What do you do when you carry? We want to understand what is the action that you take when you carry, A. And B, uh, try to figure out what is the term makbidam? What bothers the Torah? Well, I called it the free uh, the, for transition. The transition process of of, uh, of of what? An object, any object, from one domain to the to from a private domain to a public domain, or vice versa. <clears throat> what about well? E- essentially, what he saw is what moving is moving an object from what. What have you changed? When you take an object from one place and you put it in another, what have you changed? It's, it's surroundings. Location. It's surroundings? Sort of, but that's not really what you've changed. That's peculiar to what's around it. But what have you changed in the object? Location. It's location. location. It's position. More than position, though, because it has to be a certain condition. Well, first we start out with the immediate. <clears throat> right? What it saw means you've changed its position. It's a positional displacement. <clears throat> You've changed or displaced its position. That's the most immediate thing you see. You see? Because everything has a position. Unless it's moving. But if it's stationary, it has a position. And when you might see it, when you hit saw, you clearly have changed its position. You know? You know? So, position is what? Is that an effect or is that an action? Positional change. An action. No, it's an effect. The way I change position is by transporting it. Uh, but the effect is that I've changed the object's position. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we seem to have, we seem to understand, okay, so that means it's all, the forbidden key point is a change of position. But that, that's problematic to define it that way. Because we know in the Meshusa Yochid, well, anyway, let, let's, just, let's just keep that, okay. Uh, but th- th- that would mean that if I, go, if I take it from one place in Meshusa Yochid to another place in Meshusa Yochid, I should be Chayev, because I've changed the position. Well, clearly you're not Chayev. So there's another ingredient here. What's that? 
the concept of Yeshua's domain. So it's not satisfying that you just change its position. You know? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, Oranges? Oh, wow. 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 Thank you. I'll hate myself in the morning, but right now. Yeah, I'm sure by now you have it all worked out, Doctor. Okay. Right? So, wait, so is being positional. I love that. Is there, do you have any cups? I'm sorry. Knives also? Nice. Wow. I wonder if this was going to bring for Shabbos. So, the first we, we, we don't want to take anything for granted. Yitzhiya says Shabbos, carrying on Shabbos. So the first thing we ask is, what's carrying? You know? So the action is to transport. But the effect is a change of position. That's what you do to the object. Okay. Uh, but we realize that this can't be it. It's change of position, not vis-a-vis its position, but the Torah doesn't care if you change its position. The Torah doesn't want you to change its domain to shush. And all of a sudden we get clobbered. What in the world is a shush? Because that's preliminary. That's assumed. It's assumed we know what a shush is. That the whole Mishnah talks about the Thnim and Bechut. Right? The Thnim is one shush. <coughs> And Machutz is another. So then the question, of course, is what is a Rishus? That's an assumption that Rebbe makes that we know. Thank you. Who knows what a domain is? A defined area with halachic significance. <laughs> so are we checking the definition of, of, of Hitzah to. Positional displacement from one domain to another? Yes, you know what? The Torah doesn't care about change of position. The Torah does care about its change of domain. <clears throat> That's what it's mocked on. So, of course, it has to be a change of position. But it has to be a change of position in terms of a domain. Perhaps because a positional change is not relevant or not significant, is a better word. Unless there is a change of position from a domain. So it should be really significant 
So there has to be a significant positional change. Exactly. That's a good definition. Yeah. No, well, listen, we're just using yeah. our minds, that's yeah. all. Because that also takes care of the problem that it's really not from what, not always from one domain to the next. You can have Arabians or Rishus Rabbim also. Well, we're not going to look at Rishus Rabbim yet. Because that's clearly a problem. Because it's one domain. So that's going to be a problem. But right now, Itzor and Achnosa clearly seem to be, right? So the Torah is Makbir, not on a domain change, on the positional change from domain to domain. Or else it's not considered significant change. This is what we see from the Torah, you see? So now we have to deal, so we, we understand now, this is all assumption. We spoke about this, so you were a little ahead of you know? So the problem now is, <clears throat> we, we have a handle on what Hitzor is. That it's a change of position in terms of a domain. That's a true change, that's a true pos- significant positional change. But the question is, what is a domain? Now we happen to know the concept of Rishus. I mean, we heard of it, but we know it. You know, the question, what is it? To define it. Yes, well, we need a working definition. Remember one thing. Unless you have a working definition, you do not know what it is. Yeah, of course, intuitively, you have a feel of what it is. I'm not saying no. But don't fool yourself. You don't know what it is. And because you don't really know what it is, you can make all kinds of mistakes, or you'll never really see the depth of something. You know, okay? Ryan Brisky used to say, if you can't explain it, you don't know it. Yeah, or it's felt as bora. It's right. If you can't define it, you don't know it. It's much more. It's much more than explain. It's much more basic. It's much more precise. Much more basic. Yeah. It's a different level. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to define Tell me, tell me, Rishos, what is it? What is it, Rishos? We're going to define Rishos. You just said before, but it didn't. Yeah, but I stole it. <laughs> it's the area. When everybody was gone for Hanukkah, me and uh, Shlomi, uh, we, <laughs> we, 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 we got together. <laughs> First we learned Hanukkah. I remember, I could. Okay, come on. Domain? I need, I need, I need domain. Now, now you're getting yourself in big trouble. What is a domain? What, what does it mean by a domain? Or what is a resource? Because <coughs> it's significant. Because the Torah doesn't care about a positional change, but it's, um, it's not significant. But a positional change in terms of a domain change, that's called significant. Is an area, so, an area with a set of laws. Controlled by a set of laws. Am I like totally off? <laughs> Are you totally off? You're totally on. I'm on? Really? Yeah. This was just my, uh, I mean... And I'm not going to their spiritual concepts, but a, a rishus <laughs> is nothing more than a particular or specified space with halachic considerations. You know? It's a confined space or a specific type of space, right? With halachic considerations. Halachic significance. That's, that's what, this is what we see. Now, what is it in Metzius, you know, in terms of Hashkof and all that, whatever... But that's clearly, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, so forget about that dimension. Space? 
Well, I'm, no, not confined. Specific. No, a defined space or a specific space or whatever with halakhic significance. Basically, what a domain is. Not bad. Good job there. It's cool. Was that your own? Because that's mamish my words. Yeah, I know. That's what I was so saying. That's that's I never heard you, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're already getting into the groove. Wow. Into it, right? Very good. The groove me. Very good. Significance. Yeah, considerations. Great. So what is, so the question then is, <clears throat> you know, so we have a lot of considerations, you know, but when you think of Rishus, what, what do we really, we need to think of what? It's not just the consequences of Rishus, what's the criteria for the Rishus? What defines? Oh, actually, before I even get that, how many Rishuyas are there? Now, we're, we're basing it on the information we've learned. Obviously, if we didn't know any of our Rishus, we could never do this, because the mission didn't say that. But somebody's going to give a Hagdama. Kahati's going to give a Hagdama. Our scholar's going to give a Hagdama. You know what I'm saying? So, we can cheat. Which is great. That's what we need, you know? We don't want to wait until Erevin to figure out what a Rishus is. You know, we don't want to do that. It's going to take a long time. Yeah, take quite a long time, right? So we obviously need to uh, you know, look at other people. So let's assume we've looked at Kahati and Art School and Santa Dishmai. Those are the three favorites. You know, it's all okay. So the question is, how many Rishuyas are there? One. Two. What identifies each Rishus? Three. What's the halakhic consequence of Rishus in terms of Hoytzor? Because that's its halakhic consequence. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, how many are there? What are the criteria of any of these Rishuyas? You know what I'm saying? And number three, what are the halakhic consequences? Which clearly is going to be a hitzor. Look, this is all preliminary stuff. This is called the Mishnaic assumptions, or the halakhic assumptions. We're supposed to know all that already. Well, exactly. Well, because you, what, you don't know what hachnos and hitzor is. You know, you always say you say Hachnosa, you know, the second one is, you know, Shem you know. What's Hachnosa? Clearly, it's going the other. It's talking about two Rishus. Even you'd see such Shabbos as Rishus. You know what I'm saying? So, we're thinking. So, how many Rishus are there? What do you think? Well, we have two in the Mishnah already. We have two in the Mishnah, right? Which one? We should have ultimately four, but. Really? Uh, there's four. Carmelis. How, how many are there? What are they? Carmelis, Mokemtur. Is he right or wrong? No, no. Is he right or wrong? There's no five. He's wrong because you asked the question. There's no five. There's five? There's five? He's smarter. What do you think, guys? Is he right or wrong? I think he's right. I'd say he's right. Impossible. You would never ask such a question. That's circumstances. The right answer, there's only three. Four specific ones for Agave Hotel, maybe. No? Am I? No. He's wrong. He's wrong, okay. Why is he wrong? <laughs> no, because now, in our mission, from Is there a fifth one or one of these the same? Those are the Rabbana. Wait, 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 wait. Forget karma. What's a, what's a Mokambatur? Pater, you could, you could do everything there. So, therefore, it has no halachic significance. So, why, why in the world is a domain? 
Why isn't that a domain that is no halachas is does is not worthy of the title domain. Domain for what? Oh, you mean? You know what I'm saying? A domain for what? what? It has to apply to something. It's not worthy of the title. As far as I see, why label anything if there's no halachic significance? You know. You know what I'm saying? Friends, you have a house. You own the house. So it's a domain because it has halachic significance. Don't trespass. But if a place has no halachic significance, why call it a domain? So a makam patur really... A makam patur is not a mashus. It simply means that there are three types of spaces. That's what you should say. Two of them are domains because they have halachic significance. One of them has none, but it's a, it's a, we can say it's a type of space. Why? Because it does have criteria that make it. A mokum patur, we can actually define a mokum patur. It has its physical criteria. So you know what, what I'm saying? So, so how... But so it's, it's not, not a domain. A domain. But what is it? So what because what you, you really want to do, you want to distinguish mokum patur that it's not a yochud or rabbin. You know what I'm saying? That's really what you're getting at. It's like, we don't really care what it is. We just want to know what it's not. It's not Rab, not Yochid. So I need to know it's, the, it's, it's criteria. So I know it's not that. Mm-hmm. You know? But it has no halachic significance. You know what I'm saying? So really, there's only two issues. And there's uh, space. What's a Kamalus? What's a Kamalus? <clears throat> what is a Kamalus, really? Yeah, I don't know. But, really. but they rise it to Makam Torah, the Rabbanon, they gave it to him. So it's not a Rishos. It comes not a Rishos. So the Rabbanon. Forget the Rabbanon for a minute. We're only looking at the Minatir yeah. first. A Kamalus yeah. is not a Rishos. Right? So what is a Kamalus? It would have been a Makam Torah. It would have been a Makam Torah. So mm-hmm. then how do we define a Kamalus? A space that has certain criteria that it... <clears throat> no, but wh- why isn't that not the halachic significance of the Rabbanon enough to make it its own Rishos? Always go for Duraisa first. Mm-hmm. Always. So then just call it Rishos Salam the Rabbanon, which is not accurate. It's, not it's what? So just call it Rishos Salam the Rabbanon, but that's not what it is. No. Because you can't go from Rishos Salam the Raisa to Kamas either. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm. That's because it's only Rishos Ramdurabana. So what you have to say, no, Kamalus is... But they ask it both ways. It's so a Kamalus is what? A Kamalus is a rabbinically created Rishos. Simple. It's, 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 it's a rabbinically created Rishos. The rabbis... It's a Rishos, but it's a Rishos that I'm on. But, but in category, it has to be on a lower... <coughs> Yeah, chart, so, so to speak. You know, it, it, when you say it's Durabonon, it, you know, it, somehow it sounds better when you say it's rabbinically created. Of course, then it's Durabonon. But it shows that they made a Rishus. They made a new kind of Rishus that the Torah does not recognize. As far as the Torah is concerned, there's only two. And then there's everything else. You know what I'm saying? The Chachamim say, no, we want to create a third. We want to designate some aspect of a Makam as a rabbinically created Rishos called a Kamras. So what they did is they went into Makam and they said this type of Makam is a Rishos. You see? So they're coming out of Makam 
You see? How's that sound? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're going to handle on this. You see? So, there's a whole bunch of questions. Again, the old story of checklist. That when you're learning about Rishuyas, there's a whole series of questions you can begin to ask. But first you have to start off from Madir Isa. You see? First you have to start off from Madir Isa. So we now have a, a, some kind of understanding of the concept of Rishus. There are four of them. You know, what is the criteria or the dimensions or what criteria defines each one physically? Or maybe usage. Rishus <coughs> are maybe not just physical, but has also employs the concept of usage. 600,000 people have to use it, you know? So there are different criteria that define Rishus. It could be physical. It could be usage, you know, and so on, whatever, right? These are, these are criteria factors. So, you know, and so on. That, and so we're not into issues, but I'm just giving you some type of a, a way to go, you see, and so on. Now, hi, Ellie, have a seat. What? Have a seat. He's a cousin, by the way. Yeah. Now the question is, now the question is, from here, which is interesting, you can see what the concept of Erevin is. What's an Erev? Certainly the nice. A rabbinic device. It's what? A shoot modifier. Or a shoot modifier. Or a modifier. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Let's work on this, no? There are different types of air. We know that. The Eruch Hatseris, you know what I'm saying? Shituf and Voice. Shituf and Voice, you know, we have air of Tashi, not Tashi, the air of Tchumen. Let me ask you, is there a concept of Erev the Raisa? Or Erev is only the Rabbah? Well, I think, well, Tchum, I think, is the Machlekes. But the Erev not. The Erev is, is the Rabbah only, right? Well, I think Shlomo Melech was Masak and Erev, right? Because, no, all my messing is on the real Rabbah and the Raisa. Is there a concept of Erev? Should we say the Raisa? Right. No. There's no. No. So, therefore, what's an Erev? We're already in the Rabbah. Go ahead. So, now, you know. Okay. How do you define Erev? So it's a way of making a Carmelis into a, into a Rasiachin. Too specific. Too specific. Give me a general. Give me a general statement. No, but it's not modified because it's only shows before. A device to modify the rituals. No, it's not modified. It, it doesn't it, modify any rituals. It's creating a rituals. It's not modifying the rituals. Before it wasn't shows. The device to be matted is Surei Haitzah. The device to be matted is Surei Haitzah. Which is Surei Haitzah? Don't leave that out. Yeah, that's a, a, an Erev is a device, right, that removes the Issa Drabonin of Hitzor from a particular area. So it's not changing the actual Rishus, it's only removing... It's removing their own sorry, sorry, induced, yeah. created 
entity. But Isa. No. No. I thought that's the only starts in the Shusayafi. There's no Shusayafi in the Karma. So what an Arab does, it removes a rabbinical Isa. Right? On Hitzor. That's what it is. So, Hamam Ruva Hamam, right? So that's what an Arab is, right? But we can have a handle once we understand that how many Rishus are there in Atera? There's only two. The third one is the Rabboni created the concept, a new kinds of Rishus called the Kamlas. And they take it off in certain And they removed it, yes. Mm-hmm. Either that or and so on, yeah. So that's what an Arab is, simply. This is Arab, what kind of Arab we're talking about now? Um, uh, 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 what is an air of Truman? What is that, really? So we're going to use the same words. Use the same words. It's a device. It's certainly going to be a device. You're not taking away, you're getting around the... The uh, the Raisa restriction of uh, of Chum <coughs> Shabbos. What is that? It establishes inhabited area where really there is no inhabited. It extends inhabited area probably. It extends. Uh, it doesn't really extend. It moves. Uh, doesn't extend. It stays in the same uh, area. Uh, box. You are here. It just moves that box. Is is it is, is, is a way to yeah, create? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, new, doesn't, you can't walk any further with or without. Right. It's a way to create your, a new location for you, a new, new address. <laughs> yeah, but what is the problem? What have I not done that's incorrect? Before that, done? before that, before that, Yeah, I said something, but I should have said something first. And then I should have asked you what's an air of Trum. You should have asked, what is a Trum? What's a Trum? What's an Isa? What's the Isa of Truman? Oh, the Arab is a device that removes the Isa. But the first thing, just like I said about the Arab Drabonim, Drabonim created with Shus, right? Calmness, let's say. And they want to remove it, fine. But what's the Isa Truman, really? What is it, really? Not to, cut, not to go out of a certain area around your... Which are limited how far you can walk. It's a li- it's a, right, it's no, a but from where? From where? We have to define that point. From, from, that's from details. What? From your... From your, mm. what? From your that's the limit. That's we have. Point, from that's the bottom. That's we have to define somehow. That's the bottom line. It's, it's called a geofence in today's world. In today's uh, what? Geofence. A zone air. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're into that. <laughs> so it's your zone. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like a. It's your, a, it's your pl- an area around your where you live. Let's say simply your place. Your place. Interesting. But that's not the Isser of Trum. No, what's the Isser of Trum? No, this was no but first we have to define your place, then you can't go too far from that place. But your place, we have to define somehow. What's your place? Where I live, I sleep, what's, I eat, what do I do there? Based on what we've said until now, <clears throat> what is the generic concept of a Trum? To dwell. No, I didn't ask you for translation. Generic concept of a Trum. A Based domain. on what we've learned, it's a domain. Because it's an area which has halachic significance. Exactly. I See? Guys are not following. Listen, exactly. It comes out that Khumina really is another resource. It's interesting. It's yeah, just another resource. Because it's, an, it's, it's a space 
that has halachic significance. That's what a domain is. So it's five issues. What was that? So it's five issues. Or two and three minutes. What's the difference? Or differences. There is one. Objects. There is one. I want to show you. This is called. Move objects versus. We are now going to make. We are now going to make a real leap. Because we've arrived at that conceptually. We know the concept of what a domain is, right? A domain is a designated <coughs> area that has a lot of significance. Right. No, that's what it is. And if it has criteria, what makes it, what's the halakhic significance of it, etc. We know that there are two, right? And everything else is not a domain. Along come Chazal, and they create a new type of domain out of something which is not a domain. You know that. Right? Fine. Okay. We know the concept that what? Uh, that uh, an Arab remove the rabbinically created domain. Or the, the, it will make it to until it would, that doesn't have the halachic significance of it. So, great. Now we jumped into Tchumen because I want to show you guys something. Always connect. We have the concept of Tchumen, which we realize is that it is something that you cannot walk beyond. Yes? So if that's the case, so we have to say, therefore, clearly then there's a halakhic significance. That in your, whatever you want to call that, my place, which is cute, right? You can, you, can, you can walk around. But you cannot walk outside because outside is what? It's another domain. There's a new domain called Tchumen. Beyond the Tchum is Arishus. You know what I'm saying? Within what you can walk, I don't know if you want to call it a domain, because you can walk. That's not a halakhically significant domain. But there's a new concept, there's a new domain called, whether you want to make it, 2,000 amas, or 12,000 amas, you know, whatever you want to make it, whatever the measure is, you know. There's a new thing called another domain. But that domain doesn't involve Hitzor. It involves halicho. Do you see a connection? We've already connected the concept of a new kind of domain. Tchumen is a new kind of domain. It's moving not But its halachic significance is not its is not its soul. It's it's halicha. So do you see connect them? Connect these two I think what you are, what you what you want what you want us to say is about the the No, I don't want to talk about it. We're into the isa. Forget about. We're not up to the Changing the domain of yourself. Say it again. Changing the domain of yourself. Well, you would do the same of what? Yourself. Very good. Of yourself. Very good. Yes. Isn't that interesting? What the term change the domain of yourself. So the object is different, the action is the same. Right? Oh, it's so is you can't change the object's domain. Human <coughs> is where you can't change your own domain. It's all on you. Isn't that interesting? And I love this. Nah, yeah, so you can go to another domain. <laughs> well, you, can, it's, you, okay. yeah, you cannot. Yeah, change it. Change it. Very good. You see the you see the interesting. You see what this what this wow. begins to be called. It, it's a fancy word. It's we, can handle, what is that? we can handle that by now. Okay. Thirty-four times. <laughs> the 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 pursuit of truth involves what ultimately. Let me tell you what the t- pursuit of truth are, involves. The, the ultimate pursuit of truth. It involves <clears throat> don't look at something fragmented. Structure it. I need to see the big picture. That's number one. 
Okay? And that's what, what we're doing. Ultimately, to always connect it back into its larger picture, its structure. Don't learn fragmented, or at least stay that way. The second pursuit of information, or truth, is the word called reduction, to reduce. To use an interesting example, science. What science does, which is very interesting, forget about all the technology and all that stuff, but the philosophy of science is very interesting. It's a gewaldige chiddush. You see, in the old days, a guy used to see many things, and each thing looked separate. And then somebody came along and said, you know, I got 40 things, 40 different phenomena, but they're really one. He reduced many to one idea. That's what science does. Plus. It, will, it reduces a lot of phenomena to one concept. For instance, the, the most famous reduction, probably, that everybody knows, is Einstein. There's energy and there's matter. Two different things. And there's all kinds of energy. And there's all kinds of matter. What well, he said, no. He reduced energy and matter that they're really the same thing, except different forms. That matter is nothing more than frozen energy, whatever that means, whatever energy is. If you freeze it, so to speak, it's matter. You see? Coalesced energy is matter. And that's the famous, most famous formula of all time, e equals mc squared. That energy is equal to mass in grams times the speed of light, for whatever reason. But there's an equivalency here. You see? What did he do, Einstein? He reduced. Huge. The area called energy is humongous. Physics. And the area called matter, and he said, no, 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 no. It's one thing. That's the object of all science, is to reduce. And they do this all the time. You know, another one of the most great, one of the most famous reductions, and so on and so forth, is magnetism and electricity. That they're really the same phenomena. Magnetism can produce electricity, and electricity can produce magnetism. So it's got to be the same phenomena in many ways. You see, it goes on all the time, you know. That's the second important thing about information. You can have five halachas. Now let's apply the Torah. You can have five halachas, and you can reduce it to one idea. One principle emerges, gives rise to five different halachas. That's a reduction, you see. So what I'm trying to do is reduce Tchumen as basically the same concept as Hetzor. Except Hetzor is the Hakpodasatera, is you shouldn't, don't change the position of an object to a different domain. Because that's a significant positional displacement. Whereas Tchumen doesn't talk about an object, it talks about you. You're the object. You see? Same concept. Don't change domain from what's called home or my place to something which is called not my place. Except the object isn't external to you, it is you. But it's the same concept. Don't change the positions of an object, whether it be an external object or you. You see? Because they both involve the concept called domain and the concept of transport or positional change. That's a reduction. Because in Allah, even after the reduction, 
they're still going to have very, very different ramifications. The domain change. As well, water and fire or heat. Uh, yeah, 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 of course, because the, the air of Tumen is going to be the, the, the air of, of uh, you know, of voice and so Yeah. You can do it all the time. Everybody can't, you see, what I'm trying to show you is not. What I'm trying to show you, and I'm always trying to show you this. What I'm trying to show you is this. It's not just the Chiddush. <clears throat> what did I do? I reduced. So I'm either, I'm doing one of three things. I'm either analyzing, or I'm synthesizing, or I'm reducing. Isn't and I don't synthesizing either. by definition reducing? What? Isn't synthesizing by definition reducing? Isn't synthesizing, in, in a certain sense, yes. Yeah. It just has its own flavor. It is, but reduction is a little more because... When you synthesize, you say, well, how does A relate to B? We're interested in a relationship. Analysis is when you break down something into its components, hafchamas. Synthesis is when you discover what is the relationships that exist between things. Which shrinks yeah. the whole yeah. big picture. Yes. But that itself is not reduction. Right. It's not a, reduction is when you identify it as one. The underlying concept. That it's really one thing, you see. Or they're all connected to one thing. Synthesis is when you discover the relationships. That's synthesis. When you reduce something, it's more than just a relationship. There's a there's an identity merger here, where everything is really connected to one idea. So you've reduced many to one. You see, with a structure, you may not have reduced it. You just connected it. I think we could you see the difference? Very important idea. There's a good term to use for that. I want to tell you something also interesting. I want to tell you something very interesting. The ultimate hashkafa is what? Is it analysis, synthesis, or reduction? It's going to be hashkafa, synthesis. The ultimate matora of Ashkofa is it to analyze, synthesize, or to reduce. Ashkofa is synthesis, sure. It's to hold pieces with matora. Yeah. To reduce. To what? To one. What's the one? The ultimate one, whatever you call it, the Mashiach, it's a process, I guess. Well, you know what it is. Exactly. God. Everything is a period from the Rabbanish Lord. We don't see how. It's called the Yichud. The ultimate Yichud is that everything emerges from the Rabbanish Lord. But we don't see how. But the ultimate reduction is the Rabbanish Lord. You see? So, and that is the big picture. The greatest relationship of all is a reduction. How's that? <coughs> Got that? That's called the ultimate ferris. You see the difference? You see the difference? The ultimate ferris is a reduction. That is the greatest structure of all. When it all emerges from one principle. Not, reduction not reduction. 18. It's one thing. So then what? That everything is all Hashem? Yes. We don't see everything is nothing more than some meter. It's like you know you know where you see this claw? You know where you see this 
which is interesting. You can tell us what it means. That's a digression, Tashkaf, you know. But the Ramban says that Torah is called Shemoisov Shalakodesh Baruch. What is he talking about? What do you mean Shemoisov Shalakodesh Baruch? What does that mean? What is a Shem, really? A Shem is a name that we designate to a specific object or to a specific action. Right? Uh, therefore, the totality of the acts of God, each act has a name. It's more than okay. Each act that God does has a name. When the Bershom is a judge, he is Lokim. You know? Everything the Bershom does has a name. So therefore, the totality of Torah is the names of God because the totality of Torah is God. It's all his acts. One being's acts and each one has a name. You see, now, if it's all his acts, so clearly, in some way, they are all united in the fact that there's one doer here. That's the ultimate reduction. What's the act has a name? Who? The act has a name. What's Every act name? he does has a name. What's the name? Uh, for instance, when the, if it, which has tremendous repercussions, because that's how Kishif is done. When you meditate on the act, the name of the act, that's what you want the Bershom to lift, you know? So when the Bershom lifted, that has a name to it. That has a yichud, you see. If you meditate on that yichud, you can actually get the thing to lift. Can you actually teach me the secret? No. It's not included in this year. <laughs> put that on YouTube? It's an upgrade. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that's the concept of reduction, really. Anyway, so we've come out of that. So, what, but getting back to the Mishnah, so what do we have? Well, you see, it's a Shabbos. We've gone into the, you need to know what a Rishos is. And we peered that off with Tchumen, which is interesting. And so on. We have a handle on that. And now we go back reduction. to Yitzhiyah. Now we go back to Yitzhiyah, which is the, the, the positional change of, of an object from domain to domain. So we go back to the Mishnah now, you know. Great. Okay? So, we know what Yitzhiyah is. We know what Rishus is. Rishus, right? But then we realize that there are three methods. The Mishnah says, Shtayim is not methods, it's forms. How many ways of carrying is there? How many methods of carrying? How many, how many methods? No, how many methods? We have to distinguish between method and form. How many methods of carrying? How many methods are there of displacing an object to a different domain? Three. Three. What are they? Throwing. Throwing. Carrying. Carrying. And, and stretching. Exactly. So the Mishnah talks about what? doesn't talk about Zrika. It talks about Hishata. You see? That's important. There are three ways of displacing an object. You know? That's right. an important idea. Now, there are two forms of Yitzhiya. Why? Because they're two different domains. And that's where our Mishnah comes in. doesn't talk about methods. As soon as you know them. doesn't talk about Rishuyas. And what Hitzo really is. The mission is concerned with only one idea, direction. Which way are you going? Which was the initial Rishos and which is the destination Rishos? That's all it's concerned with. And the Chiddush of this mission is what? That either way is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I don't care which was the initial setting, 
for which was the destination, right? It doesn't make a difference. You change your shoes, you chayev. You see? So that's, we now understand what the central idea is. You see? The central idea is that the form is irrelevant to the chayev. And there are two forms. Yochit to Rab or Rab to Yochit. That's a central idea. It's not here to teach us about Yeshuyas. It's not here to teach us about methods. It's only here to teach us that there are two forms and it's irrelevant. That's it. That's a central idea. But it does so, which is interesting, from two perspectives. <coughs> from Bifnim and Bachot, which it didn't have to. That's clearly redundant. You know, that's clearly, uh, you know, I have to do that for, you know, if it's you know, irrelevant either way. But it did it for, for the obvious reason, because what's the problem with Hitzor? What's, what's always the problem with Hitzor? Like Toysus calls it, you know, Malocha Gerua. Why is it Gerua? It doesn't feel like Malocha. Why? It doesn't feel like it's doing something. Right. Change the location is not to do something. So. Well, there's no object change. There's only a position change. So position change, like, you know, who cares? You know, what kind of, you know, it, it doesn't look like it's an important change, really. Therefore, you have to be more mafari, you have to be more detailed. No. The whole objective of the mission is that there's no difference between a megaport, and the mission also describes that there are different ways that one could be chayiv or both could be chayiv. Well, no, no, that, well, that's just where, because it's enumerated, it derives the Durabonim. But ultimately speaking, without the Durabonim, Ultimately, it says that it doesn't make difference. It's not not so. Who cares? So, which one is the initial and which one is the destination? Is irrelevant. It's the shiur shoes. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. Shabbos, right? Carrying out on Shabbos, which is chayav, minatura, is two forms, right? Shehin arba, which is really two additional forms. That are also, but the other two are Mizrabana. It teaches us more, really. Because, like, the, it's very important. Akira Hanoch, it's very important, really. We have to define those elements. Mishnah doesn't call that. Mishnah doesn't talk about that. It's, it's Which, preliminary, or it's, what's another word? Okay. No, but, uh, the difference between the Rabbana and the Rais, I mean, that's, we have to talk about it. Uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. very important point in the Mishnah. Yes, but the Mishnah didn't mention Akira Hanoch as, as no, but the 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 Rais and Rabbana, we have That's to why we now want to go into that. Why in the world do we need that kiyun hanocha? Because that's that's the rabbinical reason why it's osa. Because really, it's mutam in Torah. I mean, it's, again, that's an assumption. See, Mishnah doesn't say. First of all, it should have said, "Well, you need that kiyun hanocha." Number one. The second thing it says is what? What? What's your? It's, 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 it's interesting. There's several assumptions. The first is assumption we said of Rishos, concept of no domain. Right? Right? And, and the second assumption is what? Is that you need an Akira and Hanocha? Yes? What's the third assumption? You know what to understand the mission? That hotel is a Malacha on Jones. Well, yeah, that one's clear, well, but that's that, that, that <clears throat> the very. What's the assumption? There's a third assumption here. Was that? Koyach. Koyach? That's by Zrika, we're not in Zrika. The shot is no Koyach. You actually displace him with the hand. 
What's yeah. a third? What? The same, same person has to, be, has to do both in order to be chayim. Very good. Right. One guy has to do a complete melacha. Oh, why is that the assumption? It's a kiddush hashem. Well, it doesn't say. It's we, 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 I mean, from the from the fact that it's not assumption. It's a kiddush hashem. What? It's a kiddush hashem. It is, but it never says the rule openly. You know, it could have said the rule. You know, let me tell you When you give a case without the rule. You know, it never says, you know, it should have said, one. It's strong answer. It's always lost in Two. Either direction. Two. Three. Right? Mm-hmm. Two essential conditions of Akir and Hanukha. Four. One guy has to do both. Now, we can bring in the cases. You see, from the cases, you have to imply the... Uh, so I, I call that an oh, assumption. Yeah. You have to imply, you know, there's implied information, you know, and, and preliminary information, which is really in many ways implied. Okay, why do we need Akir and Anocha? What's this Akir and Anocha? Why do we, what is it, not why? What does Akir and Anocha do for us? That's called changing domain. Changing domain. No, we have to change domain. I don't have to make an Akira. You give me the object, now I take it right out. You made the Akira. But for the Hushata, there's three three forms, right? Say that again? There's there's three methods of doing Hushata. One of them is Hushata. Yes. Now, 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 this is defining hoishata. Meaning, what is hoishata? What is the what is the the hoitza through hoishata? Is if you do a kira and hanocha. A kira is generic. Isn't that what it is? I mean, a kira and hanocha is basically is, is only for hoishata. Meaning, is no, no, no. It's it's all. You got to pick it up and carry it and put it down. To give it the day. You went and you carry that hoishata is where you stretch your arm. You didn't leave the rishus. You're in rishus alrochad. You stretch your arm out, and you put into, you put it down. That's what you have to. So I care enough for all for all. Everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. The question is, what is what's the significance that you need in Akira and Hanocha? It has belonging to your shoes. Till it belongs to your shoes, it didn't land there yet. I guess. So land there? You you have to do the whole thing. You have to you have to change. You have to approve it from this shoes, and it should belong to the other shoes. At the end of your Okay, so what are you really saying? I'm trying to figure out what I'm saying. You're trying to figure that. That's not good. The method of... That's what does transfer. That's what transfer. What? That's how you transfer from one to No, I can transfer without a kira and hanokha. To me that you did the transfer. To give it the right syndicate requirements to be a... To be a... Essential conditions. Essential conditions. For the halakha. No, we know that, but what does it signify? What is the fact that you need a kiyon and rocha signify? What do you see from that? That tells us something right. about the, the terrorists. The 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 yeah. But by the Torah requiring that, <coughs> it tells us something. What is it? I have to do the whole thing, probably. No. No. I do the whole thing by... You do the Akira, you put my object in my hand, and I walk out. So I did the whole thing. The transport... But Torah says more than just transport. You need to do the Akira and Anoch and the transport. What does the Akira and Anoch have to do with this? I did transport. I was Mishana Mishus. If you put something in my hand and I walk out, yes, and then... 
let's assume I put it down, even if I don't put it down, I drop it in somebody's hand and he puts it down. So all I did was a transport. Why shouldn't that be sufficient? Sure, I know, that, that's what relates it to the person uh, doing the... That, that's what makes him yuchus to the maestro. What makes him yuchus is that he transported it. No, but that no... Why would you need no, a kiyon No, that's within the transport itself. Mm. But that's all you that need. It became his, in, within his, his possession. That no, was, there's no need to buy this here. What? No, you don't need possession here. I don't have to be a bottle of condition. Anything I take. But tell me that, that the miser I saw is miyuchis to him, that he has a chiv for doing that. But that's not a anocha. Why, why should because I... Because he transported. Why is that sufficient? If I transport it, something... It went out by the object. What does that have to do with me? I carried it. You mean it didn't carry it by itself? I carried it. Well, nobody else is doing it. Me. That's that's what's miyach to me, Right. There are conditions to, to create a significant positional change. Which would be significant. Well, I mean, why? Transport why? Because to show you that this is a different um, different type of change than your everyday picking up a box and moving it over. We're stuck. It's a Shabbos Dicker change. If it's already displaced, so then you're, you're, you're transporting it does not, does not, does not, is not a significant act. It's already dis- why dis- displaced because it, why is it displaced? Because somebody already took it and displaced it from its position. <coughs> now well, it's by happenstance within these walls, but it's not. But it's I'm not belonging to this It's anymore. already displaced. But I'm the one that's doing the, the shino shus. That's the main thing that the Torah is mocked against. That is the displacement. That is the displacement. What do I care for you if I if initially it's not displaced? So what? But I'm the one that's doing the shinui. Why should that be sufficient? No, we are really stuck. What? We are really stuck. Well, guys, it's not homework. We don't accept homework. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna finish. Do you have to sleep? <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. How do how do you think about it? Oh, that's a good question. You mean, how do I think about it? No, no if we were to try to figure this out on our own, you're leaving a rule, it's do or die. What, how do we get to that? Oh, that's a valuable question. Because I yeah. give you a donut. <laughs> you know how? Because again, when, 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 when something is in the ground, or, or in the shows, right? What does an Akira do? You need to look, what does an Akira do? What does a Hanukkah do? And then we'll know why. You guys have not examined the fundamental uh, terms that we're dealing with here. Oh, what's Akira with Hanukkah? Now, we know what Akira is. No, what's it more in the conceptual level? What is it? Well, what does it do? When I'm oik or something, what does it do? It's not, it no longer belongs to the shoes. What does that say? It's, some, it's an intermediate state already. It says that in order for an object to be called, that is, it, it is in a rishus, or it is in the rishus, its positional coordinates has to be fixed. <laughs> then it's in the resource. If, if it's stationary, it means that its positional coordinates, you know, coordinates, you know, right, you know. Long 15, leg. no, 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 what's six clicks. Long leg. If somebody put it on my hand, it's not fixed. No, because your hand is moving. No, if, if he put it in your hand, you ain't stationary, and you go like that, you, you also just made the Akira. Yeah. Akira means it's fixed, and you've removed, you've taken it out of the fixed position. 
So in other words, in order for something to be called in the Rishos, it has to be fixed or stationary. The Akira is the removing of a stationary object and making it mobile. Then it's not in the Rishos. And therefore, in order to make sure that it's in the other Rishos, again, it has to be fixed. You can even many are fixed. Its coordinates are fixed. It's there. What makes it fixed? For how long does it have to be fixed for? That's a different... Okay, okay. It's a good question. What's its time limit? That's a good question. But this already is part of the details. You know, what happens if I, I put it in, in 10, and 10 nanoseconds, I lift it. Is that called fixed? Forget about the time. But you hear the vault, the concept. A fixed object, its coordinates is fixed. That's called, it's in the resource. An object, therefore, the Akira makes it unfixed. So that means you are taking it away from that resource. But you, you and then when you maniac into the other shows, you, just you fix it. So now there, it was. We want to make sure you took it out of that shows and you put it in that shows, in the other shows. What do we mean? We want to say you took it out because it has to be fixed there. The An object in motion is not fixed, mm -hmm. and therefore it's not considered part of the domain. Why does it have to be until used? it lands? You know the case that they have. If you take an object in Rishus and you throw it, and it goes through Rishus mm -hmm. and lands in Rishus it's not Zerk, you know what I'm saying? What was that? Because he holds his koile. That, that, that's a new legal way. But, but, oh, but, but you know what he says? He says? Say it again. Even he has to come out to Huncha. He just says that this is Huncha. But he didn't have to say that. He should have just said, well, if it's moving through it, who cares? If it passed through Shus Rabin, it's called Nushus Rabin. He doesn't say that. Klita Kamosha Huncho means he considers that a Hanocho. This is so it explains so why it the Pasha is really the other way. What? This is so it explains why the other way is really Pasha. Why the who? Why the other way? Why, the, why not like Rebbe Kiva? Why in that case it's Pasha? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rebbe Kiva needs a Hezbollah. Because it's not fixed. It's not a Hanocha. I don't care what you call it. It's not a real Hanocha. When we come on Shohuncha, well, what is that? Legal fiction? It's what's magic. Like, what are we what's saying? What's he really saying? You have to understand, you know? When you do the Akira, you took it out. It's, it's not in the Rosh Hashanah. Fixed to that Rosh Well, in the, now you're transporting it. But you didn't transport it. You didn't know it was Akira. You didn't start with You didn't stretch it. You just did the Akira now. Where is it now? Is it moving or not? It's not moving. You picked it up. If you pick, while it, it's not in the, you said it's not fixed to that Rishos anymore. So where is it now? It's an intermediate, right, where is it? Well, it's moving. It's not cold in that Rishos. So if it's not in that Rishos, let's say it's not in the Rishos Yaka, and it's not in the Rishos Arabim, so, and it's not a Mokim so where is it? The Molocha is that you need to take it from Rishos A to Rishos B, Rabim to Yochid, whatever, right? Right? If somebody else lifts it, and he drops it in your hand and you move, your moving object, your hand is moving, you didn't do an Akira. You never were oikarit from that Rishos. Because, you know what I'm saying? In other words, you need to do the whole Molocha. That's, that's part of where you have to do the whole Molocha. You need to do the Akira and the Hanocha. Why? Because you have to take a, remove it from a Rishos and bring it to another Rishos. But the removing of Rishos is not picking it up. It's still in that Rishos. The removing... It's when you walk out of the door, then you're removing the Rishos. How well, would you... It, 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 it's starting, not a matter of... It is... When you start it's removing. not... It's still in that Rishos. Yes, you're in that Rishos. You have to start removing. You're, you're in that Rishos, but 
you have not effected a, a change in the object's position. Because if you didn't oiker it, you know what I'm saying, then that object was moving the rishos, so physically it's in the rishos, but legally it's not. It's not fixed. And no. you didn't get for the well, And where legally is it? Where is it? What's legally? Yeah. I mean, physically it occupies, it's in the space of the rishos. No, right. what, you know what, what I'm saying? Do you call that? How do you call that? What do you have to it's not in a rishos. You just made up a new rishos. No, no, but why do you have to get there? Why it's not. You it, say it's legally it's, there. It's legally in a shayachid. But in order for you to be chayav, you have to you have to remove it. Meaning you have to do the entire thing from A to Z. No, it, A is no, removing no, it from. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Why is A? It's not that. It has to be fixed originally in a place, and it has to end up being fixed in, in another place. place. Right. That's called. It's in that rishos. That's that's called. It's in that rishos. And therefore, you change rishus if you do that. No, that's co- in order for me to be, to be high, I have to I have to change rishus. What's called change rishus? Removing means that's mean do, doing the whole thing. Removing. No, no, no. And placing. That's called changing. No, 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 no. no. It's not a dinim. We know you have to do the whole thing. The question is why are kira nocha part of the whole thing? That's our problem. We know you have to do the whole thing, whatever the whole thing is. The question is why is akira nocha part of the whole thing? That's the problem. You see, what's the logic of Akira Anocha? As long as I transport it out of the Rishos. So what I'm saying is that fixed coordinates makes it in that Rishos. So therefore it said, it said that you removed it from Rishos A because you made it unfixed, mobile, and you put it in Rishos B. So that's, but that's legal fiction. Well, when I, you did it in Akira, it's still in that Rishos. You just, you're saying that, we, you're saying that fixing... Being, for something to be in just has to be fixed. Well, it's not a legal fiction, though. No. Love it is a legal I mean, fiction. Okay. That's, that's a legal right. fiction. <laughs> good ask, <laughs> good argue. What's that, you know? You know, we need three feet down. It's not three feet down, you know? Or a tefah, you know? Those are called legal fictions. But, no, no. I, I would say, to use a word, a term, you know, if it's fixed, it's called in that resource. If it's moving, it's associated with that rishus. Use that word. It's called the rishus association, but that's it. So therefore, the Gabi Shabbos is an afkamina. Maybe something else is not. Maybe all you have to do is be associated, means in the same airspace. But to be chayav haitzor, you have to have it, you have to disposition it or displace it from the rishus. Position, in other words, it's not just positional change. It's positional displacement. And the displacement has to be a rishos. There's yeah, a difference. Talking, right? It's a positional displacement, and that's an akira. Oh, if, and in the other one, by Hanukkah, it's a positional placement. placement. Yeah. So, so if both, it's not so much, you know, of course there's a change, <coughs> but it's not a displacement. It is a change it's in, in, in a sense, you know, but it has to be a rishos displacement. Right. If, if a ball, and a rishos placement. If not, then... You know, it's called associated with the Rishos because it's in a physical space, but it's not a displacement from that Rishos. So let's use those. I think that's a good word. Well, if, if, physical if, display. Rishos, domain displacement is only if it's fixed. And therefore you need the Akira. Because then it was fixed. And you displaced it from being in that Rishos. That's what, in other words, that which is fixed is called being in the Rishos. Okay? So that sound. If, if a ball is rolling, and I, makes sense. I, I, I think it's very well. Rolling is not fixed. It's by definition, being transported. But how did I arrive at no. this? Maybe. 
By seeing what Akira yeah. does, so, what Hanukkah does. Not what it does. What is it? When you're Oika, what am I really doing? You see? So That's why I didn't. I analyzed that. I thought about it. What does Akira do? So I realized oh, well, it displaces it from the Rishus. You know, it's not, and so on. So then I realized, because that's what the Russian wants. You need to, and that's a total malafa. You need to displace it, change it, and place it. That's called a true domain change. So why does it need to be accurate enough? Because otherwise it's not going to be... So complete. It's not going to be a complete change. of Rishus, correct. That's right. Because it's, it was never really in that Rishus. You know, it's, it was never really there that you made. You took it away. You never took it away out of the rishus because once it started moving, it wasn't. It wasn't called part of that rishus because it wasn't fixed. So it was never really there in that rishus. Although physically it was there, it was associated, but we can't say it was there. In other words, the Torah is very mocked that it's got to be there, and you got to displace it. Which is called munuch, munuch, not munuch. That's Torah's terminology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have to define that exactly because. It's not just being in fixed position, it's much more than that. But sometimes it's moving and still it's fixed, really. No, it's not. If it's moving, you know, that's not an Akira. And you pick it up if as a moving be, object. Uh, so, for example, a, bo- a ball is rolling. I pick it up. Is it Akira? The ball is ro- the the ball ro- A ball is rolling. Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, that, the, see, that, so that's... Obviously, I'm high, definitely. So, therefore, what we need to do is <coughs> we have to look at a whole bunch of cases. Right, and to define and that. Then, exactly, yeah, we need to refine our definition. Right, right, right. So, for now, for the first mission, it's fixed, it's good enough. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's all kinds <coughs> of criteria. What's called... Right. What's called munoch? Right. What is called, you know? So, you know, and so on. And what's not <coughs> called munoch? That's further re- refinements of the concept of Akira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we're not into now, you know? Anyway... Now we can do the first Mishnah. Oh, we can start. Oh, wow, we've arrived. <laughs> but look, look how much thinking that goes into. Look how much you have to know just to get to the first Mishnah. You know, that the information is either preliminary or it's assumed. You know, and guys don't do that. Guys sit there, oh, it is a shower, it's You know, but wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. There's so much to think about. And when you think about it, you come up with tremendous chedushim. You come up with reductions. The understanding of Akira Nocha. The understanding that you have to do the Torah Nocha. You know? You realize the concept of Rishos. How many? Just by thinking about it, you know? Can I digress before we go into the mission itself? This, that you just, one more point, you just has it over. We're almost over. Was that? that yeah, well, you have to do the entire Malacha. Isn't that true by all Malachas? If you do part of the Malacha, if you, if you write one out of two ICs, it's the Shir Shteis, it's not itself. A kiddo without a nachet. Where's the kiddo? Lachet shleimo. Where's it come from? What's its makor? Ksiva tama, but that's not what the ksiva What's the makor? Any malach which has a shir, if I do less, it's like kolot terikula. Who? It's like kolot terikula. If I do less than the shir, I didn't do the action. If I did no, it's, it's not that rule. No, no, it's not a matter of shir, it's a matter of the lochah. It's not sure, it's not a din in shit, it's a din in malocha. You, you can't do a chatsi malocha. We're not talking about chatsi shit. No, it's certainly not sure. Where is the concept of chatsi malocha? It's a different concept. Shabbos needs a mishalocha shleimo by one person. Shabbos needs two conditions. The malocha has to be completely done, A, B, by one person. Why is that alone? Alone. Why is that the third condition? Shnaim she'osuo. Is potter. The malocha has to be done completely one. 
right? Well, As one completely one. Take by one two person, two, two acting alone, yeah. three. Why? Probably Shlokederich, maybe. Who? Shlokederich. No. What's the, ma- what's the major uh, concept by Shabbos? Mishka. What about the Mishka? We learn out from the Mishka and the Ishman and the Tzura and all the Malachas. That's what I have to be. What's it called? Malachas Moshevis. Because an Ummah doesn't do half a word. An Ummah. The Torah looks and says, look, in order for you to be culpable in Shabbos, remember. Right. Still culpable. Me. You need to do it like a professional, a craftsman. Malachas Moshevis means a craftsman, right? Craftsmanship involves many things. It, it, there's a certain customary way. It has to have a kiyom. The guy has. The guy does the whole thing, etc. You know, there's a lot of conditions that go into a concept of melechus machshemes. Melechus shleim is melechus machshemes. A craftsman does the whole thing. He doesn't know half, and somebody else does the other half. Maybe if he hires a consultant, you know. Just... <sighs> I'll, I'll uh, but this. whatever he has to do, he did the whole thing. Yeah, we'll make sure that it takes about three months. Yeah, you know, you can give all that. There's the other things that have to be done, we'll give it to somebody else, we'll farm it out. But whatever he could do, he did. We'll That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference. You know, so, so the Petur of Melechas Machsheves, Melechas Shem is Melechas Machsheves, right? Chatsi she is a. Okay, see, now we're, now the Mishnah is really in many ways open, because we already see the central idea of the Mishnah, right? That there are two forms of, of carrying, either direction, it's really what it is. Either direction is, is, is the same thing, you know? And then the Mishnah will enumerate that in, in either direction, that if a person does chatsi malocho, in the sense that he didn't do the akira, didn't do the anocho, from inside or outside, that's really the rest of the Mishnah. Where he, the, the Rabbonans are chatsi malocho. That's really what they are. So the main thing is going to be belonging to you, domain. What does it mean? What does it do? That's the trickiest is what? it's going to be. Is so to belong to domain is going to be the trickiest concept, probably. Because there are two ways to belong to domain, to be monarch and to be not monarch in the domain. So we have to distinguish, and that's going to be the main. We, no, you don't have to do it this Mishnah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm just saying yeah, that's, that's going to be tricky. That's one of the many things. We'll still fight. That's one of the many things you got to think about when you talk yeah. about Litzor. Yeah, is a huge partial. and in the end, what you, what you really have to do is create a diagram of all of these ideas in their proper place. You have to see the whole structure, all about Akira and all about Hanocha, all about methods. And the forms, and what kind of objects is called carrying? What about you know what, what object that all the problem deal with? Well, if you do, if you carry this object, no, who cares? So then you have bringing all kinds of criteria for the object, the size, the worth, you know, the importance, the usage. You have all kinds of criteria for you know what what constitutes the required object, and which objects? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? All kinds of halachas and so on. You know. Now, what's called the, the Kederich, not Kederich, you know? It needs a massive chart. It's the single largest subject in the Sefer Shabbos. Yeah, yeah, it is. Second only to Tum. Tum and Shabbos? Tum? Sure. Call you Yitzhak, I'm going to say, 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 I'
the Kanashal Zaysim. It comes up all over the place. Oh, it's just yeah. because miscellaneous, because Shabbos is so busy with Kalim, and Gaya so. So, oh, so while we're at it. Which is the most popular language, the Chinese is the most but spoken in one place. Well, Taurus is a whole different. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's Shabbos, all Agha. All Agha, all Agha. <laughs> yeah. I think it's about a third of the Masechta, as far as Mishnayis was. 25% for sure. Okay. Very good. So what have we gained from today's session? Oh, we're ready to start. <laughs> ready to start the mission. <laughs> Background. Well, we can't jump. We have to... We have to break, break, it break it down. Break it down, and, break it down and, then, and then put it back together in one structure. Yeah. I, I can tell you half a minute I had before the show. I thought that I knew the Mishnah. That was a valid half a minute. Yeah, the main thing I, I don't know, speak for myself, the main thing I gained was, was, um, had, we turn the camera on. Had to, what's called again? Had to, had to come to a mission. Had to go about starting a mission. Yeah, well, yeah. So this was your had first practice for the mission checklist. Preliminary information. You realize it's not just a line in a, in a checklist. In a, in a it's a, <laughs> no, it's a what, real what, thing. What I, what I realize, you realize that there are many assumptions that the mission doesn't bother explaining, but you have to know. And all these assumptions yeah. are be- belong to the structure. That's an accurate. Yeah, the of course. Yeah. So we, we will meet again on next, uh, this Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving for Eretz Yisrael on January 6th, so we have this week and next week. And then, wow. we and then when I come back... What? Then we can squeeze an extra shit here. Sure. Well, we do it Friday night also, but they're not around Friday night. The world at large is not around Friday night. 10 o'clock Maidav is that what going on? Oh, the line is over, so you have to go to the next, next one. 10 o'clock Maidav is over? No, you have to go to, uh, what's his name? Toronto? To, um,